So the first line of the gospel today is the spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. And I suppose there's a certain kind of violence that you can imagine with the word drove. But in the original language, in the kind of Greek, it's like, like being torn away and cast out. You know, like the spirit is, is subjecting Jesus to a severe trial and test. And so that's the, that's the mood that we're supposed to have when we think about Jesus going out into the desert. Into the desert for 40 days, for 40 days, 40 days. What do, you, what do you think that's related to, you know? Obviously, it's the season of Lent. This is the kind of precursor for the season of Lent. How did Jesus' baptism, I mean, I gave you the answer. How did, this, how did his 40 days end? It ended with him being baptized and beginning his ministry. And so this season, this time that we're in right now, the original the original way it kind of came into the life of the church. And you know, the season of Lent, the music is a little different at church. The priest wears a little different vestments. There's no flowers. It's, a, it's a supposed to have a different feel, a different mood. It's supposed to kind of permeate these weeks of our lives. It is a time of particular preparation for our new Catholics coming into the church to prepare for their baptism, or for you and I on Easter Sunday for, to prepare to renew ourselves in our baptism. It is a season of grace, it is a season of healing, it is a season of renewal, it is a season of repentance, it's a season of sorrow for our sins and new life. So I said a moment ago, it's a season of grace. What is grace? The unmerited gift of God that we may live the supernatural life that he has called us to. Grace is the healing power that transforms us from sin to children of God. It is a season of grace. It is also a season for us to remember the covenant. The covenant. You know, we can think about understanding a story kind of in a, a microcosm, but we, we have a macro story. We have a meta story. We have this huge story, the story of the covenant, the story of the gospel. And we, my brothers and sisters, we are caught up in this story and the church year unfolds and it is our life unfolding in a sense. And so we are called into this season of grace, this season of healing, this season of renewal, a season of the covenant. Now, I want to talk a little for just a second about proof texts. You know what a proof text is? A proof text is, is when you want to prove your point, you find a proof text and you read it and you say, there it is, you know, and a proof text, I might say something like this, we're saved through baptism, right? Say, let me, let me find a proof text for you. We had a proof text in the second reading today. St. Peter says, talking about the flood, this prefigured baptism which saves us now. So there you go. I have a proof text. Baptism saves you. Is that the end of the story? No, if we understand it in a microcosm way, but that's not the way we understand the Bible. 
We understand the Bible as this epic story, this epic, this epic unfolding of God's covenant with us, the story of sin and grace and creation and beauty and this journey. So yes, we are saved by baptism, but that's not the end of the story. We are brought into the covenant by baptism. We are reborn in baptism. Then the grace of baptism is sealed and strengthened in confirmation. And then we finish the sacraments of initiation through Holy Eucharist. And then we are fully initiated into the covenant through these three sacraments of initiation. And then we come every Sunday of the year under the penalty of sin to, to just disregard our Sunday obligation. We come every Sunday of the year to do what? To listen to Father Mike drone on for a while, right? Is that why we come every Sunday of the year? No, we come every Sunday of the year to renew our life in the covenant. The reason we were created is to live in grace. And what does grace make us? Grace makes us children of God. And we are children of God walking away from home, we are pilgrims on our way, assaulted by every manner of sin and trial. And God calls us to this season of grace this season of renewal, this season of healing, this season of the covenant. The first reading today, God said to Noah and to his son, see, I am now establishing my covenant with you. Jesus said, take this all of you and drink from it. This is the blood of the new and eternal covenant. A covenant is a beautiful, rich, deep concept. A covenant is that by which we are made adopted children of God. A covenant is the mechanism that we go from outside of God's family to being reunited to God's family. And Sunday Mass is, a, is, is, is supper at Dad's house every week. We come to renew our covenant in and through the Father. It's easier sometimes, I think, for us to reach for proof texts and to grab proof texts. And, and what happens when people read the Bible according to one verse at a time, then they start rank ordering verses. And then all of a sudden you have this person thinks this verse is most important and this person thinks this verse is most important. And then what does that lead to? 40,000 different denominations, all with their different proof texts. But my brothers and sisters, that's not how we read the Bible. We read the Bible as a, as a meta story, as a story of a covenant, as a story of a family, as a story of a journey, as seasons and times. And we walk into that and we live that through the church year through the seasons of the church, you and I in our Catholic faith, the whole thing, the universal thing, we have to understand the story, a beautiful story, unbelievably rich, like a mist, like a diamond with many facets that we see a little bit at a time. You know, a few proof texts can make religion feel silly, shallow, 
it leads to division. My brothers and sisters, we must understand the fundamentals, and there certainly are fundamentals, but we can't be fundamentalists. We have to be people who understand the mega story, the meta story. In the beginning, God created Adam, not because he needed Adam, not because he needed man, but he created Adam to have someone to, to, to bestow his blessings upon. Before God created Adam, the word was glorifying God. And Jesus would say, Father, glorify me with the glory that I had before you created the world. And we see this image of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, perfect in themselves. And we were created. We were created for covenant with God. We were created for relationship with God. God does not need our service. He commanded us to follow him, but his life, the command that he gave for us to follow him is his gift. Our service to God adds nothing to him. He is perfect in himself. God calls us to serve him because it is a gift for us to enter into relationship with God. The glory of man is God. And God calls us to persevere, and he gives us this beautiful season of Lent. The story, the story, Christ suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he may lead you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but he was brought to life in the spirit. He went to preach to the spirits in prison. You know, I think about the whole story. I think about the spirits in prison that Jesus went to preach to. It says, who were those spirits in prison that Jesus went to preach to? They were all the people wiped away in the flood that weren't saved when Noah built the ark. And so I think about this idea that God is reaching into the history of humanity with Jesus to proclaim the grace to him. To, to, to proclaim the grace to them and the covenant. Now, this prefigured baptism, this is a second reading, I'm paraphrasing and restating a little bit. The flood prefigured baptism, and God made this big deal out of this covenant, and he would put the rainbow in the sky, and he would remind us that he would never destroy the world by flood again. But Peter says the flood was a sign of what? The flood was a prefigurement of what? What saves us? Baptism. And so we think about this destroying power of God isn't a destroying power at all. It is actually the saving grace by which we are washed clean. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we are called to be men and women of the covenant, to renew the covenant weekly, to recognize that we have a tendency to stray from the covenant, to use this season of Lent as a time of renewal, a time of prayer, a time of fasting, a time of giving, a time to renew our commitment to God, to hear the call to repentance, to be transformed, to be matured, to change. God created us as a gift to us. God has given us the seasons of the year as gifts to us. Lent is a season of grace is a season of healing, is a season of renewal. It's a season of prayer. It's a season of fasting. 
is a season of, uh, of giving. I hope and pray that this Lenten season is truly all of those things for you. I'm going to just cut my homily a little short today because I am going to uh, talk about the Catholic sharing appeal in the announcements for a couple of minutes. The bishop has asked me to talk about that. But I do want to talk ab about, even in the context of my homily, about the, uh, about the call to give, a call to tithing, a call to pray and fast and give. And so uh, as, I, as I conclude the homily and I kind of set you up for the announcements, I say, you know, pray about how God is calling you in a particular way this year to pray and fast and give as part of a season of renewal, a season of repentance, a season of healing, a season of grace, a season of the covenant.